I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fabulous episode of the Geek Down Podcast, the show where two friends and geeks come together and try to figure out where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name's Jordan Ferguson. And there are many ways you can listen to this show, and by many, we mean two. The first is SoundCloud. Um, if you want, you can go to soundcloud.com forward slash geekdownpod. Is it forward slash? Back? Yes. It is forward slash. Always forward slash. Or, or, always forward slash. Though someone said backslash yesterday, and I was like, I wanted to correct them, but I didn't. It was amazing. I was really proud of myself. Good for you. Um, if you do that... Anytime we post an episode, you will get a notification. Yep. While you're there, though, mm-hmm. if you're like, you know what? I don't want to have to like go and then press something and then press another thing. This is so much work. You could go to... There's a little box that mm-hmm. subscribe. Yeah. And uh, it'll take you magically to iTunes. Teleportation is real. You'll just be there. Zoom. Zoom. If you do so mm-hmm. and you and you subscribe to the iTunes... Yep. You will automatically get magical episodes that will magically appear. They just appear. You know how they get there? How? They are delivered, piping hot fresh, from a satchel carried by a magical internet elf named Chauncey. <gasps> Chauncey? Chauncey the magical internet elf? Chauncey the magical internet elf. And you know what he wants to do? What does he want to do? It. You know where he wants to do it? It at? Where? In your ear hole. <gasps> He wants to softly and caressingly put lovely uh, episodes into my ear hole. Just wants to drip geek down goodness slowly, softly into your oral cavity. You know what I feel like? Hmm. I feel like maybe we should make this less sexual so we're not, you know... Alienating people within the first five minutes of the show. <laughs> I think maybe it's getting more and more sexual as the episodes go on No, the it's air. not. Oh, but it is. Podcasting is a business of escalation. <laughs> And sometimes it's a, it's a, <laughs> lost that one. That uh-huh. one just like, bye. bye, see you later. Chauncey took that one. <laughs> <laughs> gave me a good laugh. Now I have to keep it. <laughs> uh, sometimes I was about to say a podcast is really about evolution as well as escalation. Mm-hmm. And in this case, we have evolved to try and get support from people. One of the ways you can support us is to uh, give us a rate and review on iTunes. We haven't talked about that in a while, but it's very helpful if while you're over there or through your app of choice. Give us a little four star, five star, however you feel. Yes, I, we did not mention. Um, we say there are really only there are like really only two ways to listen to us, but actually, apparently, you can get us through a whole bunch of apps that like count out pauses or speed us up a bit. Whatever app you're using to listen to your podcast, you can get the geek down goodness through it. So that's one way you can support us. And yes, and you can rate us there, or you can support us on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/geekdownpod. If you are suffering from too much money. Oh yeah, it's a horrible affliction. It's it's I it, I think. It's an epidemic, I've been told. Thankfully, Caitlin and I do not suffer from it. No, we do not. Thankfully. Oh, <laughs> oh woo. <laughs> we probably Do- never will. Dodged a bullet there. But if you're suffering from too much money, which um you can uh find out if uh you notice, you know, your pants are a little heavy or your your purse is really digging into your shoulder. You find yourself late for work every day no matter how, what time you leave in the morning. Metal detectors are just going off. Left, right, and center. Then. Perhaps you suffer from too much money. 
really? currency extremists. It's I we we feel for you, and so we set up a Patreon. Yes, if you suffer from a mild case of too much money, maybe maybe one dollar too much, then we will happily take that dollar off your hands. Absolutely. If you suffer from a more extreme case of currency extremists, mm-hmm. maybe five, ten, as much as twenty five dollars, then we will also happily take that money off your hands and we will put it towards the show and not only will we alleviate your currency extremists we will give things back to you yes bonus episodes bonus episodes we will give show notes show previews previews prints the print is coming we swear to god the print is coming i actually am working on it there have emails have been sent back and forth i've been trying to get like a good price so maybe i can add one of the prints to this contest we're going to be having soon we, we want to give back to you guys. The contest, Caitlin. Caitlin is saying. The contest, Caitlin, is guaranteeing that we're going to have soon. Oh, yeah. It's going to be... You know what it's going to be? It's going to be a summer contest. Summer contest. Ooh, summer contest. But not only do we give to the listeners, the listeners give to us. They do. Caitlin doesn't know this is happening right now. <gasps> What's happening? Um, fr- A friend of the show yeah. brought something to me to give to you. What? Specifically. What? So, on behalf of a listener of the Geek Down podcast. Oh my God. <gasps> help yourself to some non dairy, no dairy in them at all, ketchup Doritos. I am actually really excited. This is so nice. I did not buy these, these were brought to me by a friend of the show. Oh my gosh. Who I will tell you off mic. That's amazing. Thank you so much. I just really wanted the listeners to get that pure uncut. I know. I actually like this is the so raw uncut nice. Caitlin experience of her getting a present. I feel like I need to give the money though immediately. <laughs> so listeners, if you were, if you were not here for snack talk a couple weeks ago, Caitlin mentioned how there's Caitlin has to uh, adhere to a dairy free diet. Which is very difficult. Not for, not for moral means, just for, you know, gastrointestinal yes. means. And she she misses snacks. Plus snacks she had to give up. Yeah. Uh, specifically, I have really missed Doritos. And one of the the only vegan-friendly Dorito is Sweet Chili Heat. There's been a lot of controversial opinions about Sweet Chili Heat. Some people, it is their flavor of choice. Some people think you may as well dip them in sewer water and eat those instead. <laughs> Um, I just think they're too hot and they burn my mouth. So Caitlin needs something dairy-free, but not as spicy as sweet chili heat. And when I mentioned there were ketchup Doritos, we were very, she was very interested in discovering if they were dairy-free. And I was at the grocery store one day and I sent her a text. (laughs) I sent her a photo of the ingredient list of ketchup Doritos. Again, these are not from me, but we established there is no, they're in the clear. Ketchup Doritos are in the, in the clear. I am so excited. I'm actually you want to crack them open now or are you going to save them? I'm, I'm cracking them right now. Right. So I just wanted to warn everyone about like taking your earphones off or lowering the lowering the volume. It's going to get a little crunchy in here, friends. It, it's happening. Five, four, three, two, one. It's like a, watching a lioness tear into an antelope. They're really good. <laughs> They're really fucking good. <laughs> do I have to do the rest of the show? <laughs> yes, you have to do the rest of the show. Yes, I do. Further snack talk. We're just going to move this straight into chit chat. By the way, before we get into chit chat, I do want to say 
for the listeners, Caitlin and I have been bantering this about. It's not chewed directly into the mic. I'm sorry. I, I, okay. I, I actually have to put them away or I'm going to just keep on eating. These are delicious. Thank you to whoever bought these for me. I really, really appreciate it. It's a, a really lovely gift. Um, you are awesome. And hell, who the hell makes those? The Frito-Lay company? Frito-Lay, if you just want to leave, drop a case of those on our doorstep, that, that would, would be, be great. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, that? We're going to move into Chick Chat to get into more snack talk because, ooh, I got some snack talk for you. <laughs> <laughs> but before we do, friends, one last bit of business. Tied into the contest, there will be a poll coming. Mm-hmm. Because we're all, like Caitlin said, the show's about evolution. Yes. We're not, we're not married to the format of the show. It's just the one we kind of started where we said you know what let's talk about news items and news items will still come up if mm-hmm. something is very important if there's like some jesus christ type of moment in the world of nerddom and geekery but you've heard us over the year struggle to find things yeah you know what i know that they there's a lot of you know stories that pop up week to week but a lot of this stuff either doesn't apply to us or we don't really care we just about. don't care it doesn't matter and and we've always chosen things really that um we either think like really applies to us yes or we think you know people our listeners would like to hear about but sometimes we know that the people who listen to us will probably find it out from wherever else they're getting yeah they probably already know or they heard it somewhere you know they heard it somewhere else and because we're not doing the show every single day a lot of the stuff is is kind of old news yeah and we appreciate that you know we love that you want to hear our takes on it but you know like caitlin said sometimes we sometimes it's a struggle to forgive the phrase get it up for some of the nudes mm-hmm. that we bring in every bring in every week and frankly i don't know about you a lot of the feedback i get is always about chit chat i don't get any feedback <laughs> give caitlin some feedback people. actually all i hear is that people really you got feedback. Like the show. <laughs> like, people like how long it is. Uh, yeah, we did get feedback that uh, a certain person in particular was like, I really like how long it is. I don't want it to go to an hour. <laughs> Two hour episodes every week. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, on- the only feedback I ever hear is people laughing with me about moments of idiocy we've had on the show. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> been so many of those. Um, never anything about the news, really. Sometimes. Very rarely. Mm-hmm. Sometimes maybe somebody hears something on the show that they didn't already know about. And they're surprised and I get messages about that. But by and large, I don't really hear too much about the news section. So we're going to have a poll going up. And part of that poll, there may be other questions, but definitely one question will be, do y'all even care about the news section? Or do you just would rather have that time used up with more chit chat? Yeah. Because we really like talking about the weather. Kate and George can go. Y'all know this. Oh, yeah. We actually have an entire episode where basically we just talk. Kate and George can go. So if you're like... Yeah, I'd just rather have y'all go. Then we'll just go. We'll just we'll talk about more snacks. And then if there's nothing really popping off in the world of nerdery, we'll just talk about bullshit about whatever. Yeah. Oh, and also, I mean, you don't have to strictly wait for the poll. We have lots of social media that you can get us at. God, you are fully rested. Your segue game is like, you are killing it today. I got to say right now, this is probably going to be really bad. But so I had to take some muscle relaxant. Um, and it is a blend of of advil and muscle relaxant uh-huh and but it makes me super drowsy so i pop some caffeine pills <laughs> so i'm legitimately on uppers and downers and it's really balanced me out well it's better than cocaine more on that later in the show <laughs> um yes social media uh you can let us know on our twitter at GeekdownPod. you can email us geekdownpod at gmail.com or we have a facebook group it's at www.facebook.com forward slash geekdown pod, not backward slash. Never backslash. Hit us up on that and, you know, 
if you just want to jump the gun, you don't want to wait for a poll. You're like, no, I need the news. Yeah. Just let us know. If your name is Stupid Matt, <laughs> um, uh, you can let us know whether you want news or not. Uh, I have some terrible news. What? Stupid Matt will be leaving major Canadian retailer. I, I have heard. For, for, for a, sh- a brief, mo- well, for possibly a brief moment, mm-hmm. but possibly forever. You know what? Matt. Stu- stupid Matt making his way off into a, into a new phase of life. It'll we- it'll it'll hurt at first, but <laughs> then you get you realize like getting to sit is actually really nice. You're gonna fail, Matt. You're coming back. <laughs> Don't listen to him, Matt. Don't listen. Uh, it's been a real. We've really had to take some moments with Stupid Matt to tell to really try to get into his head that behaviors we do at Major Canadian Retailer when you work not around people in the wee hours of the night yeah. are not acceptable in an office professional office environment. You're not allowed to do amazing dances. No dances. You're not allowed to reply to queries with meh. <laughs> Though sometimes I do that at work, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> it's a general, general way we do things at Major Canadian Retailer. Hey, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Happy trails. Happy trails to stupid Matt. <laughs> so, yes, chit-chat. Uh, so, Kayla and I, got, I'm sure we have like so much to go through because uh, we recorded earlier in the weekend last weekend mm-hmm. um so we've had more than a week where we haven't seen each other yes. and that's always bad news that's always, and we, we didn't really message too much yeah no that's we, we oh getting, that's we, really bad we were getting into an argument on facebook messenger this morning <laughs> and it was like okay these are all takes that we could have for the show put it stop it put those put those to the side so, the it wasn't t- it wasn't an argument it was a discussion. It was a discussion but the take the takes were flying i was ducking takes left and right <laughs> and returning them so we mentioned last week that i was super excited to to hit these streets on my four-day weekend last weekend yeah and go see the homohisa yeah now we don't need to go into every detail about what what happened with me in the homohisa although he's delightful as always for the, those of you who do not know the homohisa is an employee at a record store at toronto's cosmos records which when i first came to toronto realized very quickly if you go into a record store and they're speaking japanese you cannot afford to shop there <laughs> however sometimes you splurge a little bit and as we said last weekend it was vacation payout yes weekend here's a bunch of money Woo. For no reason, just for existing and showing up. And so I went down and I saw the Homihisa, bought a record, Toshiki Honda, Burning Waves. It's fantastic. Bought another compilation that was, Caitlin will mention sometimes she finds things that she thinks are just like made for her and she doesn't know who else could want it in the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, I found a compilation at Toronto's Sonic Boom record store called Love and Mighty Fire, Nippon Funk Disco and Boogie from 1973 to 1983. Uh Uh-huh. Who wants this besides me? Um, maybe like one other person. The, the guy who compiled it. But you know what? Thank Shouts to you, Howard. So I was happy to drop 45 bucks on that. And it's flames, y'all. Anyway, snack talk. So I walked down to Cosmos. Oh, wow. This is, I do this sometimes. You can put on a couple podcasts. I was going to say, <laughs> uh, exercise slightly. <laughs> if the weather's nice. Yeah, that's probably like a, this was a seven, seven, eight kilometer walk, maybe. Yeah. Um, I put on a couple podcasts. If the weather's nice, it's cool. And I walk like two thirds of the way back and... Because uh, at this point, my no frills had not reopened. We'll get to the no frills reopening in a bit. Mm-hmm. Stuff at the Fresh Co. Yeah. Because I was passing it on my way by. Let's get some milk, milk bread, you know, a f- few things like that. Basics. Walk in. What is right there at the door that I've never seen before? Flaming Hot Cheetos have come to Canada. Oh, Lord. Not these jalapeno shits that we've been getting by on. Yeah. If you are a fan of Crunch It Cheetos. With a little, little oomph. I miss Crunchy Cheetos. I didn't like the oomph, but I love the Crunchy Cheetos. Just like you, you playing Crunchy Cheetos? Playing Crunchy... Like, it's one of the reasons I loved munchies, but I would just eat the Cheetos, the Cheetos. out of the munchies and like the sun chips, and so that was it. These are like the red flaming Hot mm-hmm. Cheetos? Yeah. 
Only only in the States. Only the other time I've had them was on my way back from New York. So basically, right now, we're in a good snack place. You have Flaming Hot Cheetos. I've got ketchup Doritos. Yeah, and I immediately totally canceled out all of the exercise I'd gotten that day. <laughs> so, what's that? You walk 12 kilometers? Boop. Bye. Cheetos. Straight to that ass. Yeah. Um. Really, you are allowed to eat Cheetos as long as it's for a meal of the day. <laughs> As long as, as long as Cheetos are dinner, yeah. I think they might have been actually. <laughs> I think I just settled in with some Borderlands and played some Cheetos. Um, so that, that, was, that was snack part number one. This isn't really snack part number two, but it is important to mention that, as as we said previously on the show, a blow was struck to Toronto's Parkdale neighborhood when the local no frills shut down to it due to a collapsed roof. Yes. We were, we were terrified, thought they were going to close it down, drop a fucking condo on it because it's Toronto and that's what happens. It, it is what happens. Condos just get dropped everywhere. And we got word they were that they were reopening on 420. And I had said, we better have a tailgate. Yep. We better have Dead Mouse better be spinning. Yep. Like, it better just be popping. Dead Mouse was not there. That's unfortunate. But it was popping. It was popping? I was there at 8.03. <gasps> v... The owner, yeah, on the floor, Seriously? walking around, circulating, almost hugged the dude. Really? I was legitimately about to hug him, or just at least like <gasps> did put, you, did you or shake at least his hand? Like, I thought of it, oh. but he looked kind of stressed because oh. I think there were a lot of like higher ups from the parent company. Right. You know how I know this? How? A lot of white people working there. Ah. <laughs> I was like, you people will not be here after three o'clock today. <laughs> it was also the cleanest and most stocked that store will <laughs> ever be. They had cake, yo. They had cake. They had cake. What? Proud to be serving the community again in icing on the front. <gasps> Got the Pantone of the yellow, the telltale no-name yellow. Yeah. Wow. Pan- Pantone within like a tiny percentage. That's amazing. I didn't get any cake though, but yeah. If, you, if y'all follow me on Instagram, there was, it was a bomb video. I posted yeah. just me walking <laughs> delightedly through the aisles of the no frills. Um, so I have some exciting news. Tell them. Um, so... Because I work somewhere that is based in education, yes. I get to take certain classes for much less than they originally would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I decided that I'm taking... So I take French because yes. I, I used to take French, I used to do French immersion and I really wanted to, you know, buff my French um, and it needs some work. Um, French plus 15. Yeah. And... and Let's be honest here. I haven't spoken French for a long time, so it's pretty rusty. And I don't know how to conjugate anything. So, need to take some French. So, yeah. I've been doing that, and I've been doing that online. But I decided I wanted to take something else, you know, for growth as a human. Um, so, Kayla McKinnon is taking Drawing 1. What? Yeah, I had my first class on Thursday. What? Yeah, and I'm really excited. And I got to buy all kinds of art supplies. That's amazing. I'm so excited. Why didn't you tell me this? Because I kind of have forgotten. Oh, and my <laughs> yeah. well, my friend Ren was down from Vancouver. Right. And she was here. She stayed with me both the weekends. She was with her brother and a friend of ours during the week. But um, on the weekend, she was staying with me. So I was kind of like preoccupied and like crazy stuff was going on at work. Um, but... So I kind of got totally forgot about it to mention it last time. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, my, my first class is on Thursday. So yeah, I went and it was awesome. And I was so excited. Dope. Good yeah, for you. I'm, I'm super excited. And because the classes are so cheap for me, um, it's something that I could like realistically keep on doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I've always wanted to, to draw stuff, but I don't know how. Well, friends, the next time she draws a dragon. D- you better watch out. Just wait. It'll it'll look slightly better. Be actual flames. Uh, actual flames, yeah. So yeah, 
uh, that's kind of my news. And and if you're out there and you're wondering, like, should I take this thing? You should, because it is, like, super important to your growth as a human to, like, get out and do new things and keep your brain, um, what do they call it? Uh, the plasticity of your brain needs to keep, you know, doing that jelly thing. Yeah, I actually... Um... The, the app site, whatever, Duolingo. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they're like, they're almost ready to hatch it. Their Japanese course. Ooh, yeah. And they are, I, I was like, yeah, okay, but I'm going to be able to like learn like four words and it's going to want like $600 from me. Apparently, Duolingo is like just flat out free, like across the board. Yeah. Like they offer. Like they make their money doing translations for offering translation services they do also have like a like a uh, levels of membership as well mm. so if you want because i was doing uh french duolingo for a while that's why i know this um and then i was like maybe i should also learn spanish and italian <laughs> and german um but they they have you can give more money to get more access to stuff but mm. they're actually really good with providing quite a bit yeah um so yeah i'm i'm fuck it i'll do that yeah it's about I, time I, actually learn how to use all these words I've picked up from a you know, decade of anime watch. Yeah, basically, I have um, decided that if I ever make a lot of money or win a lot of money, or someone's like, "Hey, I don't need this money, my pants are around my ankles," so a terminal case of too much money. Yeah, um, I will just learn all the languages. <laughs> I'll just continue to learn languages until I know like a hundred languages. Get on Kate's polyglot level, yo. I do. I really want to be a, po- a polyglot. Other exciting news, and I should have mentioned this last week instead of, you know, after the fact, but yesterday, super exciting. I look forward to it all year. Mm -hmm. Record Store Day. Yes. Record Store Day. Nerds, similar to Free Comic Book Day, Mm -hmm. in as much as nothing is free, but (laughs) in as much as it is an event designed to draw foot traffic to independent record stores. Mm -hmm. And part of the way they do this is they offer a lot of exclusive releases and and some sales some places have sales but mostly it's to like get people into the store and they offer these exclusive releases whether it's like an old album a new something that hasn't been out forever something Mm -hmm. that has never been out before yeah whether it's a reissue or something new um you know you know what the big hits seem to be this year the space jam soundtrack why Uh, because 90s kids are have, dis- have disposable income now. I don't think it's the 90s kids. I think it's this. It's, you know, everything that's old is new again, mm. right? I've seen kids. So this, and I, it's actually been going on for a while. Um, the chokers that are just like spirally. Oh, yeah. Those are straight from the 90s. Yep. Like I own some of those. Yeah, jelly chokers or whatever. Um, no, the jelly shoes. Apparently last year, the jelly, somebody, I was talking about jelly shoes and someone was like, oh yeah, they came back for a bit last year. Um, I think it's just... People look at the 90s and they're like, this is ridiculous. Why are people wearing <laughs> long jean skirts? And they're like, let's yeah. do this. And I'm kind of like, ah. And the big floral prints that came back and are still around, that was, that was from early 90s. Like, I had a dress that I'm sure if was in a thrift store today oh, yeah. when I was the like sundress six. type thing. Well, it was like six that you could make it into like a shirt. Some cool, you know, 19-year-old would be like, I'm going to make this kid's floral dress into a shirt and she'd be like the coolest kid in school it's like pretty and pink all over again um it's just i think it's just that i don't actually think it's 90s kids but somebody was buying it because that is all because i went to uh i have been out in the uh in like the throngs before Mm -hmm. like it is madness because as established on the show before record people 
are an interesting group. They something. If you get like the most extreme record comic and anime fans mm-hmm. together in a room together, yeah. Ooh, I don't know. What about Doctor Who? What about like extreme Whovians? I've never met a real like a real extreme Whovians. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how they get down. They can be kind of. Remember that episode of Community where <laughs> they're yeah, it's like that. Yeah, that was a season four episode of Community, so. There were some good things there. There were like two good things in there. Oh, that is not true. That was actually one of the better episodes, even though it totally killed Annie's character. Anyway, community deep dive, save for a future bonus episode <laughs> of the Geek Down. Um, yeah, no, Space Jam soundtrack. And I did see an Instagram post of it. It was gorgeous as far as like the vinyl pressing. They put mm-hmm. on like Stardust vinyl, so it was all like Ooh. swirly and whatnot. And I forgot that uh, Hit Em High by the Monstars, which was a group made, yeah. <laughs> made for the movie with like Busta, Method Man, Coolio. Uh-huh. It was the 90s. Ah, uh, cool, yeah. Like, Be Real from Cypress Hill. LL Cool J has one of my favorite verses of all time on that. Um, am I going to spend $50 for just to get that on some swirly, some swirly pretty vinyl? No. No, I'm not. So, yes, I have seen the throngs. I have seen when it's madness. And generally, because I work nights, mm-hmm. I get done early. A lot of times, I would just go to a store on my way home. Like yeah. The earliest opening store. Which generally has been Cops Records on Queen Street, which is in basically a house. And they right. keep their releases upstairs. And I've had this experience before. As we know, I'm a husky gentleman. Yes. My issue is, when I get upstairs, I ain't never fucking getting downstairs again. Because it's, <laughs> it's an old Toronto house <laughs> converted into a store. Stairways are not the widest things. <laughs> Sorry, I just had this image. Go ahead. It's a real fun experience to try and squeeze my fat ass past the hipsters <laughs> down these fucking steps. To pay for my shit. And just I just started thinking about crowds and it made me really antsy and just so I'm like, you know what? No early morning shit. I'm gonna come home, I'm gonna chill out for a bit, and then I'm gonna go see my friends over at June Records on College Street in Little Italy. Go see them, they're fantastic. And when I got there there was a lineup, maybe like thirty people, maybe. And of those thirty people, how many were actually buying stuff and was it just and looking at the clientele I was pretty sure uh, they weren't going to be making a mad dash for the uh, 1980s Brazilian funk of Marcos Valle. Probably which, not. Which is what I was heading there for. Listeners of the Geek Down playlist every week, Patreon members who listen to that, uh, you will recall some Marcos Valle got on there a couple weeks ago. That was the record I was buying. And um, uh, I don't know if it's getting released at the same time, but um, I'm doing the playlist this week. Caitlin so. will be doing this week's playlist, yes, if you're listening to this. Uh, and you are a $5 or more Patreon, go on over to the Patreon page, the feed. Uh, the link will be on there for caitlin's next at bat a lot of people liked caitlin's last mix motherfuckers don't ever say anything on the four i do in between them but um it's just probably they were surprised Mm. probably because they liked it better but that's fine i can't be mad because they pay for the privilege so have at it so yeah i went to june and super relaxed super great time and got more records i think the itch is i think my itch is suitably scratched right now for how long Really? Until the homie Hisa lets me know that that Japan drop <laughs> that they're that they're expecting is coming back. Friends, you know, you know, you know, won't show up on the Geek Down playlist because I can't find it on Spotify. But like eighties Japanese music, yeah, it's my shit. Um, speaking of itch, so for the first time ever, yeah, I almost did something instead of went to sleep, and I love sleep, <laughs> so that is like that's amazing. I'm shocked, friends. Um, so I haven't even been part of my class my drawing class is that you have to 
you have to do like five sketches a week mm. um, as like sort of homework besides the project she gives you. Um, and like I was almost about – it was like late and I was almost about to crack open the sketchbook and just start like trying to sketch stuff. I was like, when did this start? I just started this class. But I, I was asking the, the senior correspondent about it because he actually is an artist. And I was like, do you just get that sometimes? He's like, oh, constantly. He's like, I, but you have to like assuage it at a certain time in certain place because you can't draw all the time. You have to like eat and go to work and do responsible things. Oh, yeah. That's me for like, you know, digging on blogs for the virtual. Cri- the, we, we've talked about having a bonus episode on collecting yeah. and just like what, how that exists in our life. But, you know, y'all can have this Lucy for free, friends. My pre-dig yeah. before I even go to a store is like spending hours on blogs and like... Just finding stuff. And yeah, listening to shit on you, falling down a YouTube hole, listening to mixes on YouTube. Ah, uh, YouTube hole. Um, I, I've fallen down so many of those. Expect and that, a lot of African music this week, friends. <laughs> and that's how it starts for as far as like, and then I narrow it down. I'm like, okay, this one has like, I have a percentage in mind per album and it's mm-hmm. got to have at least this many good songs on it before I think consider spending my harder money on it. It's a process. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, is it time to, you, when you're literally nodding off at the computer, it's like, is it time to go to bed or can I listen to one more? Yeah. Listen to like three more songs. Um, but that's good. Oh, this itch thing? The drawing thing, yeah. I don't know. That, that's what your itch is. I, I, we'll see if it lasts. Maybe it, it it's be, just because it's it be new do, and exciting. Listen, and possibly, but I mean, I've known a lot of people who's like, I'm going to learn makeup artistry now. And then they go to, you know, a class for one semester. Yeah. And if they finish it, and how's the makeup thing going? Man, man, I do yoga now. Yeah, I, <laughs> I would love to be the kind of person who does yoga, but I just am not very flexible. It's just it's a lot of work. I got to haul a mat around. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> meanwhile, I like mat. part of it. Again, part of it is like it's not quite collecting, but like I got to buy some stuff because I needed it for the class, and I haven't been able to like buy craft you, supplies. You were Kana and Toro at the stationery store, just like wilding out. Well, I know I was actually pretty good. Um, and senior correspondent a couple times had to be like, "You deserve to get." Like the twelve pencils and not the six pencil set. And I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yes. Just you can get have the-, the medium inking markers and yeah. not the. He's like, just get the nice stuff. You deserve this. I'm like, well, what if I don't carry on? He's like, I'll use it. Like, yeah. just get it. You deserve nice things. So there's some of that. So that's kind of exciting. I try not to go like super nuts. Um, I'm just I'm kind of excited to try something new and and um, have a hobby that's beyond. You know, role playing and the show. The podcast comes first. The podcast comes first. I know that. Don't worry. Well, we've been yammering for like thirty minutes. Is there anything we're talking about in the world of news? Uh, I kind of was going to bring some stuff up really quickly. I'll just run through it like in a minute. We'll do minute news. <laughs> minute news. News um, minute. Marvel is stupid. Okay. Uh, Marvel Legacy is stupid. Um, why? 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 You're all stupid. Um, lots of movies coming out. Check them out. Uh, it's a lot of. Weirdly, a lot of X Men movies they've announced. Again, huh? Marvel is stupid. Yeah, they're doing a Dark Phoenix movie. Um, they're doing a oh, I can't remember one of the younger group of X Men, Cannonball. You know that group, New Mutants. Yeah, I think that's one. Um, they're doing that movie apparently. Um, then also stupid, um, an artist uh, who did the art for Gem and the Holograms, Giselle. I think it's Legacy, but I'm not positive. She got. 
uh, stopped at the border. She was going to C2E2, which is the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. Um, she was going to, like, sell some work. That's a great abbreviation. I never knew what it stood for. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and they stopped her and said she couldn't She couldn't go in because she was, like, working in America and taking American jobs. Trump's America. Yeah. Um, also, I really wanted to try and find some news about Idris Elba because I haven't mentioned him in a long time. I was time. just thinking about that. I was listening to an old episode. They have, <laughs> I was listening to an old episode at work, and it yeah. was like, there was an Idris update bit, and I was yeah. like, fuck, she hasn't brought Idris up in forever. Um, but I really couldn't. Like, he's going to be in Thor, and that trailer was amazing, and apparently I've stopped not watching movie trailers. <laughs> um, Honestly, I would have made you watch the Thor trailer. I it think was really good. If it hadn't happened before, I, like... Last week when we were recording, the Last Jedi trailer dropped. Yeah. Like, while we were recording. Yeah. We, we took our little break, and I checked Facebook and went, well, she's got to watch this. And I don't know if that broke the hiatus. No, it was the it was the uh, Thor. It was the Thor trailer? It was the Thor trailer. And then I think I told you to watch yeah. it. Yeah. You're uh-huh. like, you need to watch this if you're not watching trailers. Um, And it was very good. Um, But yeah, he's, he's in that. But really, um, he's not. He's taking a well-deserved break. Um, Dark Tower is coming out in August. Yes. Um, So that's one of the many things that's coming out sort of over the summer. But yeah, there's tons of stuff and there are tons of movie announcements from Fox and yeah, check all that stuff out. But that's basically the news. That's the rundown. Basically, the takeaway is Idris is on break. Uh, Trump's America is stupid and Marvel is also stupid. There we go. I think the only thing I heard was your name did respectably North America. Oh, okay. Made a, made a handful of millions and made like right. three or four million dollars. I'm glad we could um, sort of bring it up on the show for people who didn't know about it. Yeah, people people who came back and listened to it listened to it after the fact. Well, I think that's a good roundup. We should do minute news more often. <laughs> Fuck the poll. We don't care what you think. We're just gonna we're just gonna yammer for 20, for half an hour and Though, then do a news minute. Honestly, if people like really love the news or they feel like they like our opinion more news based stuff, mm. not just like the updates, but we have an opinion about this news. <laughs> well, we can do that instead. But just let us know. And listen, it, it's just it's fluid, y'all. It's just fluid. It's fluid because something fucked up is gonna happen that we're gonna have to talk about at yeah. length. And you know what? I sometimes it's good if the episodes are a little shorter because summer's coming and uh when it gets real hot in here it gets really hard to do an hour and a half really hard maybe it'll be a summer thing maybe we'll take a break on news in the summer or something we just we just we can't that's what convention season is and all the news drops okay well see fluid fluid this is a work in progress (laughs) you think after over a year we'd have this thing ironed out but no i think it's good evolution stagnation is death okay <laughs> change or die y'all um uh, chaos is a ladder <laughs> he's shaking his head at me <laughs> I um i don't have an out for that so we're just gonna <laughs> i'm not on uppers right now so my segue game is not nearly as on point as hers so. um i if you give me a second i maybe could have like <laughs> figured something at some smooth way to transition Go buzz around for five minutes you hummingbird <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad and when we come back <laughs> Well, I we... mean, there is a lot of talking and interrupting you. It's kind of like I'm on cocaine, but not really. When we come back, we'll talk about cocaine and a bunch of other things. <laughs> See, there you go. When we come back after this short break. Bye. What's up, Geeky Dees? Welcome back to the show. This is the portion of the program where Caitlin and I each talk about the things we brought each other. But before we do that, we have to establish some rules. 
And we have three of them. The first one being the rule of three. The rule of three, if it runs on installments of any form, chapters, episodes, issues. Epicycles. There she goes. <laughs> you have to consume three of them. Give the thing a chance to be the thing it's going to be. In this case, it doesn't really... I mean, oh no, it does apply. It does apply. I was like, oh, we just both watch movies. And I was like, nope, no, we didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't. I think maybe those uppers are starting to wear off. <laughs> ruh um, Get this done quick, y'all. <laughs> the second rule is... Hashtag save it for the pod. Do not talk about the thing we each brought each other until we are sitting in front of these microphones. It was so hard for the second thing, but you're just going to have to wait. dying to know. Dying. <laughs> dying to talk about it. And the third rule, which isn't really a rule at all, is uh, just really more of a policy, is there will be spoilers. This is a pro-spoiler podcast. I don't know how much it comes into play on the first thing. Um, probably not. It's from 2007. Probably not, but I'm um, really happy that the rule of three is in effect because... There's definitely a sort of turning point that comes on the third episode of The Thing I Brought Caitlin. Yes, there is. That, similar to Madoka Magica, kind of, <laughs> that would be a fun thread to go down, but uh, yeah, there's definitely a sort of shift in tone or you, the stakes change yes. on the third episode yeah. of The Thing I Brought Caitlin. So if you are totally anti-spoiler, if you don't want to know nothing about nothing, then you're just going to have to leave now. Bye. Um, you can find, uh, where'd you say you could find Hot Cheetos, were they called? Flaming Hot Cheetos at your local Freshco. And you can find uh, Ketchup Doritos. Um, really, you just need to start a podcast and then get fans <laughs> and then talk about snacks and then someone will buy them for you. Your benefactor uh, looks for guacamole as well. But <gasps> I think guacamole is like... It's hard to find. I think it's dead. Thank you, benefactor of snacks. So, to get started, um, we are going to open with the thing I brought Jordan. Yep. Um, it was kind of... it's. I wrote down in my notes because I, I thought it was important that this isn't specifically like a favorite thing. It's just it was a fun thing when I watched it. Um, I was kind of interested interested to see what you thought of it. Oh, I know why you like it. And it was British. And Alan Tudyk is there. It is naked. there. It is all <laughs> uh, that Tudyk ass. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Death at a Funeral. Which is a British comedy um, from 2007, like I mentioned. It was directed by Frank Oz. The Frank Oz. Bert. That Frank Oz. Bert. Um, Miss Piggy. Fozzie. All of them. Director of What About Bob? All of them. Um, It is a British ensemble black comedy, which really is just basically like the British essence sort of squeezed really hard into a cup. And... uh, and like I said, it was fun, it was very British, um, and is a humor that <clears throat> is specific to Britain, and I really feel definitely over the last 10 years, maybe more, sort of got translated into American humor. Like that awkward schadenfreude, um, hmm. like kind of, y- you're you're watching uh, people's lives and just worse and worse things start to happen. Mm. Um, which is funny cause we'll talk about that kind of thing in the next, <laughs> in the next bit. Um, the thing yeah, Jordan, we, we, we are, Jordan compl- we are complimentary this week. Sometimes it doesn't always happen, but yeah. we are this week. Um, but like I said, it, it was a while ago and I have, I've seen it twice. And the first time there was some awkward moments that I was like, uh, but thought was funny and dark. Um, and then I watched it again a little, like, only a, a couple years ago. And I was like, this was not as funny as I remembered last time. <laughs> um, but I still thought it would be interesting, especially with what you gave me. Um, the story revolves around um, 
basically a son whose whose father has passed away and they're having the funeral um his brother is a well-known writer who's coming in and basically he's an asshole um and sort of this sort of this crazy amount of stuff stuff happens people accidentally take hallucinogenic drugs specifically alan tudyk and ends up naked on the roof there is a lot of like um you know this family member is trying to impress this family member and there's a problem with this family member um peter dinklage plays a secret gay lover of the deceased dad so it's really kind of crazy i don't weirdly i don't think the lot matters as much as like the instances that happen in the film Mm -hmm. like the comedy instances which of course is driven by plot but is also driven by again these awkward moments and sort of this escalation of bad things and humor and yeah there are some decisions that are made that are exist purely just to move things along oh absolutely and it, it is very much um kind of in like the tradition of like faulty towers like it's one bad decision after another Mm. um and you kind of see a a a train wreck coming but that's part of the charm of it is you're like this is gonna end up really badly why would they do this but also it's hilarious um so jordan what did you think it was fine but again we've talked we've talked before a lot about like you have brought me movies that i have commented many times as being like this movie would not get made no. Like, they're just kind of like, nothing explodes. They're not high drama Manchester by the Sea type. I always, I always bring that one up. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like the sad drama movie. Um, they're just kind of fine. Middling's not an unfair word, but. They're kind of, you know what they are? They're kind of like long episodes of TV shows. That's what I have in my notes. I was like, why is this a movie? Yeah. Like, this could have been like a three-part TV series or something. Um, I don't know why the money was spent to make it a movie. It, it felt, was it just a movie first? Because it also felt like a play, to be honest. Like, it felt, uh, felt like when they film plays. It was, as far as I know, it was a screenplay. Obviously, the screenplay was not, it was not, I know for sure, it wasn't written by Frank Oz. No, um, it was not. I don't remember his name, but. Um, I don't remember the guy who did it. I know he's done other things. Mm. You know what? We're going to do Radio Magic, because I'm interested now to see. Because <laughs> as we know, I'm very much a person who's like, oh, like that i'm gonna give it to jordan i don't really deep dive on stuff especially not this um so radio magic i'll be right back Beer, so he I, i've now looked um he, uh the writer was dean craig um he has done film work uh he has written uh the bbc television series off the hook which i have not seen um and he hasn't done tons and really there's not he hasn't really done much else. He did the Death at a Funeral um, 2007 British movie. And we haven't mentioned this, but there was a remake of this movie in 2010 that was set in the United States and had, again, a, a cast of characters, uh, cast of, like, ensemble cast of characters, um, including, uh, like, Peter Dinklage is the only person I can name. Was Chris Rock in it? He was. He was a producer, too. Um, yeah, they made it a black family and. I want to say Chicago, but it sounds racist if I'm wrong. Um, I don't know where they're from. Anyways, and and this is what I mean by um, it was when I had said that it was humor that seems to have gotten its start in Britain and sort of easily, this kind of the humor has easily translated over to American stuff, but it, it didn't take that long and they've sort of put their own spin out of it. 
the kind of the office, right? Yeah. It's not the British office, but it has that root in sort of like these awkward moments. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done other things with it that made it American, but it's again they've done some really good work translating it. But there's still an awkward sense of humor. And a darkness to it. Uh, again, Parks and Rec, though it's not based off of something British, has that same. There are bits and pieces that are awkward and dark and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, how did we get started on that? You were mentioning something else. I was just saying that if I wondered what else the guy had done, or if this was a play first, because it really felt like you know bottle episode. It all takes place in right. you know three rooms in one house, basically. Um, no, he has written other British things, and that one, the American version, but that he really isn't known for much else. Yeah, the overarching point was just like you know why was this a movie? Why do we have to spend? Yeah, maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you wouldn't have saved any money making it a TV show. But it's like you know, you spent millions of dollars to make this a movie. When I, I, well, I think that's just a British thing. Yeah, maybe. Like, I mean, the BBC does a lot of ensemble things, um, and they also they they'll put out smaller produced things. They do sort of different levels. Mm. They don't concentrate on one level. They do lots of stuff and oh, i think yeah. that's and just I, and britishness and i don't think this cost you know this is not a hundred million dollar movie no. like it was i'm sure it was a very modest production um but yeah it was just something that i wondered uh i mean structurally when i mentioned like there are decisions that are made purely to move things along i am referring specifically to did you mention the drugs when you did your i i did preamble? the i just said like specifically that the alan tudor character takes his his fiance gives him drugs that are she thinks is what uh, some Valium. Valium, something calming, and it's actually a uh, hallucinogenic. So Alan Tudyk is not a; he's an in-law. Yeah. Or um, he's dating the cousin of, or the niece of the man who died. I guess would be a mm-hmm. more elegant way to put it. I don't remember why he's kind of off in the first place. Maybe he's just nervous because he knows her dad doesn't like him or something. Yeah, that's what it is. He's very nervous. So they go to pick up uh, her brother, who is a pharmacology student. And he uh, is not a very good pharmacology student, student apparently, because he also dabbles in making designer drugs. Or he's an excellent one, but he's <laughs> not making enough money <laughs> for not, his liking. Not a very, not a very moral uh, pharmacology student. So he has these like hallucinogenics that he has crafted, and he puts them in a nondescript bottle. And his sister, Alan Tudyk's fiance, sorry, Alan Tudyk's name Simon, so we'll just go with that. Simon's fiance randomly grabs a bottle off the table. <laughs> Because it says Valium. Yeah. And gives it to him. Struck me as a leap. I don't know. I'm kind of a, I'm kind of weird about drugs. It would never occur to me to just like grab Papa a... Valium. To, without inquiring about anything, mm-hmm. just grab a random bottle off of a table and give, Though, give them drugs. But Alan Tudyk needs to take those drugs so he can weird out and become the best thing in the movie. Can we so. just talk about that funny, funnily enough... Last night, oh god, I, I want to know. Last night, I watched Working Girls or Working Girl, like um, the Melanie Griffith Sigourney Weaver movie. Yes, you were going through some things this weekend. No, I just it's, it's an uh, odd choice. Anyways, um, her friend randomly grabs a bottle of Valium and gives her one. And just there you go. It wasn't her Valium. Nope. Oh, what the people? People who are more. Easy going with narcotics. <laughs> You're strange and scary to me. Um, Both but, apparently the 80s and 2007 was a different time. But you need that to happen because that is the moment that sets everything off. And that's when the movie 
switches into the madcap gear. Like yeah. up to that point, it's kind of like there are these awkward moments. Um, the main, I do not remember the brothers' names at all, but no. like Matthew McFadden and the other one. The son who lived there is, you know, you have the brother dynamic where the one's been successful and the other one, is, you know, slowly eats shit from his family in that very British way where, yeah. you know, it's very, it must be nice to have such a su- successful brother. Yeah. The implication that you are not successful and fuck you, you're garbage compared to him. Yeah. That sort of thing. You get a lot of that and then, you know, uh, Alan Tudyk wigs out and <laughs> the, the first wig out is when he is convinced he hears something in the coffin Yeah. while they are starting the eulogy. The eulogy that the not famous writer brother has been asked to give. Yeah. And to the disappointment of everyone assembled. Mm-hmm. And he gives up, started to give this okay, uh, serviceable eulogy, but it's not very good. He's stammering. He's reading off cue cards. And then Alan Tudyk, who's having a, a, fr- a phrase I use all the time, but really applicable here, psychobilly freakout. Yeah. Um, I think it's an old cramp song. I don't know where I got that <laughs> phrase from, but he, uh, he swears he hears something, somebody scratching on the, uh, on the inside of the coffin and despite other people's efforts to restrain him, he leaps up, tips the coffin over and the body falls out onto the floor. Good times. <laughs> Hardy guffaw for me. I thought maybe they weren't going to show him actually tumble out of the coffin, <laughs> but they did. And I laughed. Um, and it's all, that's where it all goes from there. Cause the mom freaks the fuck out and they end up telling <laughs> Alan Tudyk runs off and they have to end up telling him like it wasn't volume. They realize this shit's so potent it's going to last for like eight hours. So he yeah. like freaks out and goes into the bathroom. And while he's in there and his wife's trying to talk to him, or his fiance is trying to talk to him. Yeah. He strips down and goes, <laughs> goes onto the roof of the house. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, there's a subplot with like Spud from Trainspotting is in there. Yes, he is. He had a one night stand with the, with the Martha, the cousin who's engaged to Alan Tudyk. And he thinks it's love and he's trying to like get with her at the same time. And who was the germaphobe guy? Who <laughs> people, people who haven't seen this movie are going to be like, what? Who, what was the relation of the germaphobe guy who got shit all over himself? Uh, was he another cousin? I was think? he a cousin? Yeah, maybe he was just a cousin. Um, and yes, the main crux of the movie is Peter Dinklage is wandering around and people are like, who is that guy? Yeah, who, they don't know. have any idea what, who this guy is. Does anybody know who that is? No, no one does. He keeps wanting to talk to, oh, you already said it. What's the main brother's name? Oh, oh no! I, the actor is Matthew McFadden. He plays Daniel. Daniel keeps wanting to talk to Daniel. Finally, sequesters him in the study. When he does, he produces he produces photos of Daniel's father and himself gallivanting about Ferris wheels, amusement parks, costume yep. parties, and apparently very explicitly doing sexy stuff. Yeah. At which point, Daniel, for the first time, apparently looks around his father's study. Noticing the artwork yeah. and the overall aesthetic. <laughs> and it's like, oh. Um, and Peter Dinklage, whose name is Peter, I remember yep. <laughs> seeing the credit list and going, oh. Um, feels he has been uh, disrespected. Because nothing was left for him in the will. Yes. As his father's lover, he feels he should he should get some sort of compensation. Um, and he essentially tries to blackmail the family mm-hmm. on the day of the funeral and be like, I'm going to go sprinkle these all over if you don't give me 15,000 pounds. Yeah. So there's, there's that moment. The drugs play a large part in it mm-hmm. <laughs> because as they decide, Daniel says he's not going to pay him. And then he try as he's trying to escape, as Peter Dinklage is trying to escape, they're trying to restrain him. The, the cousin comes in mm-hmm. and, an attempt to it's like oh well, we can relax him here i found this bottle in the in the yard it's volume and he gives him like five yeah 
And Peter Dinklage works wigs out, and he ends up like falling off a couch and cracking his head on a table. They think he's dead. <laughs> they decide to solve this problem by shoving by, him in the coffin. By shoving him into the coffin that <laughs> the dad is already in. I greatly enjoy when they just dumped him in there in a 69 position on top of the corpse. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we cannot leave him like this at all. Um, and then <laughs> in the, the climax, it's only a 90 minute movie and we know how I feel when Caitlin gives me sleek, it's a it's sleek 90 minute bonus movies. Love that. Um, yeah. The, the third act climax is just, they, they think they're, think they're in the clear. <laughs> they're just going to dispose of this body by chucking them out with, because yep. everyone has left because Alan Tudyk is naked on top of the... Uh, so they're all trying to, like, get him down because he, he says he's going to jump. He has witnessed his fiance being forcibly kissed by Spud, who and, thinks he's in love with her type and, of thing. And he thinks it's mutual. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Alan Tudyk wigs out. He's like, oh, I saw you kissing him. And, and he says he's going to jump off the roof. So everyone's outside witnessing this happen. Alan Tudyk's bottom is fully on display everywhere. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. So while everyone's gone, yes, they, they figure they can dump the body. <laughs> Of Peter Dinklage in the coffin with their father. And as they are about to finally get started and get, deliver the eulogy, uh, Peter Dinklage is not dead. Nope. And he explodes from the coffin. <laughs> and as he leaps out, the photos drop out of his pockets in front of uh, the widow. Yep. And listen, Alan Tudyk is the best part of this movie. Like, yeah. if you got 90 minutes and nothing to do, and you even like Alan Tudyk a little bit, like, it's probably the most, like... It's the same with tour de force comedic performance he's ever been given. Like, it's it's the same with Dodgeball. He is the best part of Dodgeball. Is he in Dodgeball? I haven't seen Dodgeball he's, in a long he's time. He's the pirate. <laughs> Not seen Dodgeball in a very long time. Steve the pirate. But I distinctly wrote down the moment when he's in the bath when he's locked himself in the bathroom and he's pulling the toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> he's going like, "Yes, join the others." <laughs> And then it ends and he's like so disappointed when the role ends or like when Peter Dinklage finally explodes from the coffin and he's like, I knew it. I told you. He is the best part of the movie. And I mean, listen, if you're a fan of, if you're still mourning the loss of Wash from back in the day, like <laughs> still am. we all are, um, you can get your Alan Tudyk fix here. He is the best part of the movie. The family stuff was meh. It was fine. It was sweet enough on its own. But, um, I mean, yeah, it's. I mentioned before these movies where it's like, if it was on, on a Saturday afternoon yeah. and I was like cleaning up or making a sandwich or something and it's like, yeah, I could settle in with that mm -hmm. for lack of anything else to watch. It's, it's inoffensive. It's not like, yeah, it's enjoyable. It's not going to be, it's not going to, it's not bad. You're not going to be like, this is a bad experience, Yeah, but you're not going to guffaw. There's a little, we, like, we just laugh. We did we, just laugh. Recounting it, we laugh. <laughs> you might guffaw at Alan Tudyk, but otherwise you're just going to be like, it's like, oh, there's a poop joke. Oh, there's some gay jokes. It's like, meh. It was 2007. <laughs> um, but it's fine. I, yeah, I give it like a seven. Oh, okay. That's good. That's yeah. kind of actually my score. Like, it's not, again, it's not like my favorite movie. I just, I had a good time watching it. Um, there were awkward p parts and I know how much you love awkward humor. So I was like, oh. And listen, for like. British stuff. Yeah, this was definitely some of the more palatable British stuff you've ever given me. Oh, good. Um, you know, the comedy was yes more in line mm -hmm. with the comedy I'm used to. You know, it wasn't like bizarre. Yeah, and a lot of wubba wubba in it going on. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it was good. And listen, it's Frank Oz. Yeah, Frank Oz, the Frank Oz. It was Yoda, yo. Uh, so yeah, well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you thought it was okay. I did. And on to the other thing. The thing that you brought me. 
a thing I wanted to give Caitlin last week, but time did not permit it. So we had to put it on hold to this week to give her time to watch it. So this came to me when it recently wrapped. It ran for three seasons. Yeah. Third season of which was very short. It was only three episodes and it served to just finish off the show, basically. Mm -hmm. Apparently it had a bit of critical acclaim, but never had the ratings, which is probably the reason why I had never heard of it until like the week after it aired when Mm -hmm. another podcast I listened to discussed it. Right. And I heard two opinions about the show on that podcast. One host has a three person pod and one host like loved it, like said, this is one of the best things I've ever seen. Right. The other two kind of respected it. Yeah. But at the same time also said, maybe this is not the political moment for a show, for them to enjoy a show like this. Okay. Given how dark it can get. Right. And the endorsement of this show and just the description of it, I was like, I've I've never even heard of this before. So I went back and watched it and went, holy shit. This is, this is kind of incredible. The show is review. That's what it's called. It's called Review. It is created, I believe, by a guy named Andy Daly, who I was totally unfamiliar with before. Mm-hmm. He apparently had been on a couple seasons of Mad TV. He's been kicking around comedy scene for a while. He was on Mad TV. He played, if you watch Eastbound and Down, which I never did. Nope. Um, he played a, a high school principal on there. Um, and he plays a character named Forrest McNeil. Mm-hmm. And Forrest McNeil is a reviewer of life. Instead of, what does he say at the beginning? Instead of books, books movies, or, or food. food. He reviews life. Yes, as he says in the opening, life, it's literally all we have. But is it any good? Yeah. So any experience, people want to know what it's like. They can write in, and Andy Daly, as Forrest McNeil, will partake in that experience mm-hmm. and then report back and review it on a scale of one to five stars. Yeah. This is based off of a Australian show. Oh, is it? Yes. It was co-created by Andy Daly and a guy named Charlie Siskel. And it was based adapted from a show called review with miles Barlow. Now, from what I know about review with miles Barlow, similar premise, but very Looney tunes, very teen Titans go. And as much as whatever happens to miles Barlow, it just resets. He is fine by the next segment. Right. Daly and Siskel made what I think is the genius decision to actually have, have every decision Forrest makes. Impact his life. <laughs> Impact. I was going to say, what's the verb of repercussion? <laughs> <laughs> repercuss. I don't think there is one. Yes. Every decision he makes will repercuss. You see this even as much in the first episode. Yeah. Where things from the first two segments come back around into the third. Which... Okay. I, I, how long do I have to wait before I start talking about Let this? me just set up the things. I don't know how far Caitlin got, but in the first three episodes, mm-hmm. the things he's asked to review in are o- in order. In order. The first episode, he reviews stealing, addiction, and the prom. Yep. The second episode, he reviews making a sex tape. Yep. Being a racist. Yep. And going hunting. Mm-hmm. And in the third episode, he reviews, we can get into more details in a minute, I'm sure, Eating pancakes, mm-hmm. getting a divorce, yep. and eating pancakes. And here's the thing about Forrest. He's so committed to his job, he just does it thinking there will be no repercussions. That the world will understand that this is his job. Jump in. Get it. Okay. I don't... 
I don't agree with that. Okay. Because especially the third episode, he's like, he, there's a lot of like, do I have to do this? Okay. So there, there are a couple things with this universe, right? Mm -hmm. The first thing is that, um, in some, sorry, sorry, hot take, yay or nay. What do you mean? What did you think of it? Oh, this is one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen. (laughs) Okay. Um, but there were, and and this isn't a bad thing, but there are questions with the universe I had, Hmm. which was, it seems as though sometimes there are definitely cameras there. Sometimes he can only see the ca- he's the only one who can see the cameras. That's interesting. Yeah, he definitely knows. The cameras are always there, I feel like, and they are called out. I feel like some of these questions if you make it through the whole run, the whole okay, show was so, only like 20 episodes. And it's going to be and it is something definitely I'm going to be to go through because by the third the third episode I'm like, "Oh my god, I need to know what how this evolves, right? How this keeps on going." But because you have seen the third episode. Yeah. Where he's, someone asks what's it like to get divorced. And it is, the third episode, I'm going to go through chronologically, Hmm. because I'm going to go through what my thought process was. Okay. Um, But the third episode is very like Madoka Magica, where you get to the third episode and you go, this is not what I thought it was. And that, that episode, that is the twist. That decision he makes goes through... Suzanne doesn't go away. Suzanne continues to show up because he cannot get over it. The only thing I saw was um, that she was in for all 22 episodes. And Mm. I was like, how does this progress? But um, the first thing, so the first episode, the cocaine was just amazing. It was, (laughs) it was a fantastic, it was was just a fantastic episode, right? So the first episode he gets asked to start stealing and he starts off very innocuously. He steals like some, you know, from the candy bin at the grocery store. Yeah. And he's really like stressed out about it. Yeah. (laughs) I just rewatched this this morning and the (laughs) the first moment where I was like dying laughing was when he's like, maybe that was too impersonal. Like, I don't really feel bad about that. And he just, he just takes this old lady's groceries. (laughs) He has to go help this old lady (laughs) carry your groceries. And he's holding them. He's like, well sorry (laughs) and as he turns around and kind of like walks away he's like speed walking away he's like nope nope that feels much different (laughs) yeah didn't like that one um and then the cocaine he gets well it's he he's asked to try an addiction and he starts with cocaine and is like no this is terrible (laughs) and progressively he's obviously more and more addicted to cocaine and the best part of that was at the end of the review when he's like cocaine's amazing i give it a million stars don't listen to this liar in the studio speaking about himself and sure enough he's like gone through the process of going through i am not a liar (laughs) he is (laughs) He is, he is a he is a drug he's a drug fueled maniac who ruined his life yeah. his health damaged his relationship with his family yeah um and he gave it a uh, half a star yes. um the second best was the racism one yes that um, was pretty good where he just he gets like he, he the the best thing about that was at the end the his friend who is black who i actually can't remember or his neighbor who's black they're not mm. even really friends um says to him like i know you've always been a little bit racist but you've never been proud of it before yeah he's struggling to, he's tried overt racism like in the office yeah. he tried to he tried to like segregate the water fountains and the bathrooms and stuff and yeah. it was the, really the working. color copier bit was fantastic very, very who's on first uh, and he gets home and this neighbor is there there's like a you know neighborhood kind of hangout type of thing and this black neighbor is there and he starts making cracks 
but he's not being taken seriously because they are like you. They know he's not really racist. And if you, and like, listen, it, this also will really help if you like just Google Andy Daly. Like, yeah. he is the most white bread, uptight looking dude yeah. in the world, and this character is played like that as well. So ultimately, it gets to him having to bellow the n word. Yeah. To get taken seriously as like I'm a racist now. Yeah. <laughs> type of thing. And there's like there's you know shock, um, but his. The neighbor who's black says, you know, I've always known you were a little bit racist and gives all these examples of that type of like undercover racism. Um, you thought I went to school on a basketball scholarship. And he's like, didn't you? And he's like, no, I am. What is he? F- I'm five foot. <laughs> I'm five, six. Yeah. Like, like um, and, you know, just and, you know, when Obama was elected, you congratulated me, <laughs> you know, like. So that was really good about that. Um Things I could not watch because they were too awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, the prom. You didn't get through the prom. I, I got through. I went through bits of it. The cocaine comes back. Yes, I was gonna say that's that's how the first sense you get that like there are. It's not Looney Tunes because yeah. he ends up. He gets asked, "What's it like to go to the prom?" He ends up asking the babysitter to yeah. go to her prom. And it was so creepy. The babysitter says yes. Yeah, it's like in the car. Yeah. He's asking her, and it's like it's so creepy. And then they go, and he ends up seeing a guy. He, fucking dog we good he ends up seeing a guy he went to high school with who's now working at the high school as a wrestling coach yeah and as they're chatting he realizes he ended up getting sent when they were both in high school Mm -hmm. and he ended up going to what they call it the decoy prom yeah it's like they told all the nerds and all the outcasts to like go to some like (laughs) meat packing plant and that's where the and they pissed in the punch there like they set up this whole thing and andy's like oh that was very thorough you know what that's cool let's hug it out and as they're hugging he pickpockets them because he's gotten really good at stealing yeah from the first segment from the first segment and then because he knows he loves cocaine yeah. <laughs> he goes out and gets a bunch of cocaine and does coke at the prom with a bunch of teenagers yeah. and yeah and that that whole but like just the creepiness of this like old guy and again like and this is the other thing he never tells anyone he's doing it for the show right never no and that's part of the like why couldn't you just tell them and even afterwards there's a sense that he like they don't watch the episodes like of his show Mm. so they don't know that he's done certain things for the show again Um, those are things that are alleviated later okay because um so but by the time you get to this third episode so the first (laughs) the first thing he reviews is eating 15 pancakes because the guy who writes in is like like, the recipe calls for says it makes 15 pancakes i'm never gonna eat 15 pancakes i live alone what's that like yeah um so he eats 15 pancakes and it's like the hardest thing he's ever done he pukes them all up and and he's just like his his producer has to come in and like bolster him basically a little bit being like you told me when we started this to never let you never stop you never stop you even if you ask for help never never to let you out of doing something um so he eats the 15 pancakes and he's like it was a horrible experience it was awful it was stupid and then the second and he's like oh he says i hope the next review is something more impactful basically (laughs) and the second one is um what's it like to go through a divorce and he has to divorce his wife. And I saw the sort of like... His adoring wife. He's his, got this yeah. ideal, like, you know, picayune yeah. family life. And they and they love each other very, very much. And um, you do get the sense that, you know, she, in quotations, is too good for him. Yeah. And they, they like, play e- on that even, a little Even bit. the second episode, he's asked to make a sex tape. Yeah. And <laughs> he tries to ask his wife to do it. And, and she's, she's like, like, ew, no. Yeah. So then... <laughs> 
does he send them off or are they just going? Um, or are they just visiting someone somewhere? He, uh, she's no she he he, the son he that evening had um he sent to like a sleepover Mm. um but she went to go visit her parents okay or something like that so he spends like four thousand dollars on a sex doll yeah to film himself having sex with the sex doll yeah because he's forrest mcneil he ends up did he get drunk and fall asleep or something Um, like he just fell asleep because which i think is a thing like this is never explicitly said in the show but i watched an interview with andy daly and I don't know if in the first season they show this, but when in the opening, when they're going like, I'm not a reviewer of food books or movies. Yeah. Like the gimmick of the opening credits is it's a notebook. You see like the inside of Forrest notebook. Yeah. Where he, and you see some other reviews he's done like rioting or (laughs) meeting the president and he's getting tased. But it's like food books or movies and you see them getting scratched out. And then on the margins are these drawings Mm -hmm. of him asleep doing those things. (laughs) Like... On a plate of food or yeah. at the movies. So the implication, although it's never explicitly said, is that he was a reviewer. Yeah. But he just couldn't stay awake to do any of those things. Yeah. Um, but like one of the, there's a great so, line, sorry, in that, that one where mm. he gets, sends away for this doll and he has, uh, he videotapes sex with this doll. The wife comes in and there's a great line where she's like, now I know why it smells like burning rubber in here. Because <laughs> there's like a motorized vagina on the doll or something like that. And um, that was a little hard for me to watch because... But she even says, it's like you think that's going to be one of these moments. But she's like, if it meant that much to you... Yeah, like- I would have done it. And then they end up having videotaping sex. Mm. Though they don't show that. And then they talk about how it like rekindled their sex life. Um so yeah, it was. So it, it establishes just how like, like yeah, quote too good or perfect. Yeah, this one that's you know, what type of woman would ever react that way? Yeah. So this sets up. This... So then he comes back the next episode asking for a divorce. Yeah, and I knew the punchline—not the punchline, but the, the the twist would be like he would ask for a divorce, and then she would realize she wants to be divorced. Mm. Um, like I knew that was going to happen, but he's kind of even though he does kind of not even stupid but for his job like he takes it too seriously or you feel like you still feel like he's a good guy even though he has issues um and he talks about how devastated he is and you get it's really heartbreaking like it's funny but this is a truly dark comedy that is and that is the line it dances across so often yeah and i'm wondering I, i really I don't even, even if his wife and him don't get back together, I, I kind of want this guy's life to be okay. But, in the, mm. so so <laughs> after the divorce one, he's like, okay, so what's the next review? Because there's usually three. I think the next couple episodes, there's only two. But So, yeah, he gets so, he gets the divorce. And like Caitlin said, he, he he thinks maybe it'll be sort of thing where like he can double back on it and like she'll be fine, you know, it'll yeah. be fine. But then he gets, you know, called in. And yes, him asking for the divorce really highlighted all the pro- all how unhappy she was. She didn't really yeah. realize it. So, so thank you for yeah. So so him being like distraught and devastated was like awful. But realizing how unhappy she was, that made the divorce like what was it three and a half <laughs> three stars. Um. So anyways, so that was awful. But I saw that coming. Um. But the next one, that is what I was like. Okay. The people who wrote this are geniuses. The next one was, what's it, was like? it like to eat 30 pancakes? <laughs> and he just has this moment where he's like, "You would, I would think that that doing this would uh, 
kill me inside but then i realized i'm already dead <laughs> and just like eats the 30 pancakes no problem because he's like given up on life so he walk he walks into the he goes back to the same diner <laughs> yeah and there's this there's this, this lovely there's this lovely black waitress there and yeah they have this picture up on the wall <laughs> he comes in and she's like hey it's the pancake man, man. And he just glares at her and he's like give me 10 short stacks and she just goes oh no <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like colleen she like yells <laughs> for somebody in the back and yeah he's just shoveling all these pancakes and he doesn't even care and the fir- and what highlights it so well could is never the- fill the hole in me is the is the first that first pancake thing was so hard for him to get through and was such a long yeah. drawn out like really struggling really like trying to quit but he was like no i'm not gonna quit i promised myself i would sort of do the review no matter what um but then this just second pancake one he just like and he, a couple times in that episode he'll he doesn't even give things stars he just like wanders off and <laughs> it's just like doesn't engage at all he's just like wanders off because he's so devastated so it was really hard and sad especially when he's crying and it's just like him in the car and a which i can't couldn't tell which song was but it was like an r&b song or a, or a rap song oh, about love and he's just like bawling and i can't remember his wife's name suzanne Su- suzanne and it just is awful um so i'm but now i'm at this point where i'm really interested to see how this goes what i'm worried is it going to get worse and worse and worse and it's just going to be too painful to watch because we do you want to know um after out of the show after mike yeah um if it turns out okay i might be able to be like okay but i'm really worried it's going to end like suicide right like or death i'll give you that much for you and for you and the listeners yeah i really thought that's where it was going to end yeah i thought the last review was going to be What's it like to kill yourself? Okay, because good. But I think they realized he couldn't give a review if he was dead. So okay, so they left it at that. So, but yeah, the show was brilliant. Um, the show oh, was yeah. absolutely brilliant. They, in, in Wikipedia, they have listed his. They've given his ratings that he gave as oh, well. Oh, great. Um, he did not give divorce a rating. Right, that's the one he like totally wandered off. Eating fifteen um, pancakes got half a star. Yeah, because <laughs> he won't give zero stars. Yeah, which is, uh, one of the uh, another great line was his co-host for the show. Um, he gives racism a half star, and she's like no racism should get no stars stars. and he's like we had a meeting about this we said the (laughs) lowest rating we were gonna give was half a star uh yes yes he has this co-host as well actually one of the much better episodes later on is like what's it like to be a co-host and they switch yeah and and she hosts the show amazing and he like as he lives as her you know he's the co-host and he goes into her dressing room and he's like well what does she even do and the, the review was the review she got asked to do was like what's it like to slap a stranger's ass Oh. And he's just, you know, he just come off of some traumatizing experience or yeah. something. And then her first review is what's it like to slap a stranger's ass. And I won't tell you how it ends out, but it's like, so what does she do all day? And the staff is like, oh, she hangs out with friends. She's got a lot of friends. <laughs> he has like nobody. <laughs> like, and they keep like putting him in different clothes. And he's like, my clothes are fine. Um, <laughs> other things Forrest does throughout the years. I won't tip, uh, tip too much. To overarching plot lines, um, <laughs> getting revenge. Okay. Uh, going to an orgy. Great. Does that at one point. Uh, getting in a bare knuckle brawl. Being falsely accused. Great. Um, being a little person. 
Really? Yes. Hmm. Um, sitting in a rowboat by yourself. <laughs> so it runs the gamut. You know, yeah. it's just a handful of them. Um, yeah, this show was not. I. It was my Easter weekend binge. Yeah. Like I watched the whole thing. It's only like you know at most twenty three episodes. Props to Comedy Central for just get letting them end it. Yeah. I guess the ratings were never that great, but they were they really liked the show. They believed it, and it's like, we'll give you three episodes but to tie you it. You know up. what? There's been so much interest now that they're ending because all these people are coming out saying, you know, it's brilliant, it's great. Um I'm wondering if they would I don't know if they can, but I'm wondering if they would bring it back or the character is still alive. I mean he could he could you could do something with that character mm. later on. Um maybe not in the review format, but For- Forrest McNeil still lives. He could, he could do something. Well, I'm, I'm glad you liked it as much as you did. Yeah. I, I would have been, given how impressed I was by it. Like it just came out of nowhere. I'd never heard of this show. And it's a really, I mean, obviously they, they, like you said, this is based off of an Australian show. So props to the, those creators yeah. for coming up with this idea. Props to, um, you know, these people who have have changed the format and I really do think have turned it obviously into something else um, entirely um, because it really is a really interesting creative idea and they've done it really well. So I'm going to give it a nine. Oh shit. All right. Um, Now a nine for the first three episodes. (laughs) It depends a lot how they carry on the series. Again, I'm not, I'm, I'm fine with people like dancing on the edge. When it gets too dark, I feel like you lose something. There's no more comedy anymore. It's just basically a series of unfortunate events. You, and have, you have already seen what his tragic flaw as a character is. Okay. So um, that's just, good. He continues to do that. But I just, I don't know. We'll see. So it's, it's a nine It's getting now. a divorce writ large over the course of the okay. series. It's a nine, it's a nine for, for now. now. Well, updates for later on. Updates for now... Mm-hmm. Do you have anything? Um, Do you watch anything on Easter weekend? Let's see. What happened Easter weekend? No, I don't think I did. Um, I rewatched A Knight's Tale, which is always <laughs> fun. Speaking of Alan Tudyk. Um, he was in that. Yeah. Um, he was great in that, by the way. Such a wide and very that was, one of, that was one of those movies that could have been so much better with some better writing. But anyways, um, again, a movie that would not be made now. Absolutely not. Uh, I'm just trying to think what else. When Ren's here, we always end up watching stuff um, that I, like, we just sit down and, and, oh, we watched Queen of the Damned again. Also something that would not be watched. Well, we watched, it was, it came out when we were high school, right? Mm. So it was right. We were all reading Anne Rice. (laughs) So it it was, you know, prime for us. Um, Nothing new that I can think of. Um, but I really want to get into a couple different series. Like I really want to watch Legion. I'm really excited about American Gods. Um, there's tons of stuff that I need to catch up on. So I'm hoping I get a little bit more because of the way my job works. I have more free time in the summer. Mm. Um, so I'm going to try and watch some stuff and get, and actually get into some, some series. Um, series serieses. I'm still trying to suss out this season's anime selection. Uh, Sakura Quest is still charming in its way. It's the one about the girl who acts as the queen for the small town. Right. Um, it's also a show called, um, so, so, so friend of the show and often fill in Kaim Dar was over yes. on Saturday. How's Kaim doing? Kaim's all right. Um, 
<laughs> we ate a lot of food and apparently a grocery store near my house and a mom and pop grocery store sells uh, samosas for 60 cents oh, wow per so i gotta rotate that into my life <laughs> in general i made him watch some dragon maid he was he was kind of impressed wow. like like the animation behind it um he made me <laughs> watch this goddamn naruto spinoff mm-hmm. called rock lee and his ninja pals amazing which is like they're all done sd chibi style yeah and it's uh a lot of jokes about dog poop and things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really, guy? <laughs> Make me watch this. And then we uh, we both, sight unseen, we just like, I've heard this is good. Let's check it out. Watched uh, Recreators. Okay. Which is a show from this season. It is basically Grant Morrison's Animal Man, the anime, where huh. it's like, at first I thought it was going to be these like, oh my God, it's a dude going to a fantasy world, sort of online, right. zero, all that nonsense. Um no, guy goes to the you know fantasy world for a minute and then comes back and brings, you know, the heroine with him. Yeah. And then as it turns out, there are a bunch of characters from properties just floating around and they consider our world the world of the gods Ah, because they have all been made so it's like, by people here. So it's like reboot. Yeah, a little bit where the user is like yeah. you know, the god type of thing. Um, and it's only on like the third episode. I think the second episode, they go to meet the heroine's like creator and he's some like, you know nerd otaku like socially awkward uh. type guy and he's like oh it's a that's an amazing cosplay you look just like i imagined her um and she expects him to be like you know he's god he's her creator yeah <laughs> um overarching conflict or anything i mm-hmm. don't know where what that is you, we're just now we're still establishing the cast right like so these characters from these different things each keep turning up uh, there's a moment where i don't the show's not perfect because i don't know why this fight happened but there's like i'm a girl from a magical girl show shows up at yeah. one point and the heroine that's aligned with the POV character are like, she's from like a more like, you know, mech fantasy world type of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they start fighting, <laughs> but they do. And the magical girl ends up doing her like, you know, heart splash, you know, move, whatever. <laughs> and when she does the fantasy heroine just gets fucked up. Like she's bleeding. Oh shit. Um, and then the magical girl's like, what? <laughs> She's like, nobody ever bled before. Like, <laughs> so there are little details like that, that twinge on the tropes of, like, the genres that these characters all come from. Right. I don't know where it's going. I don't know how many episodes there are. It's kind of gorgeous. It's one of the better looking shows I've seen this season. Cool. Um, and there hasn't been really been any problematic bullshit yet. So that's oh, always that's... that's always a win. Well, we'll sit and wait for that one. We'll be cautiously optimistic. Developing. And uh, you'll let us know. And yeah, and then the only other thing I watched was like, like I said, it, review was my Easter binge. I just watched all of that. And yeah. That's awesome. I think that's it. Great. Well, on that note, we're going to take our leave, y'all. Yeah, we're going to finally get out of here. <laughs> and we're going to record something else. We're going to record a bonus episode. Woo, for, bonus all them, for all them patrons out there. All them people with too much money. It's the least we can do. Yeah. it's a, You're living with a terrible condition. So <laughs> anything we can do to alleviate that pain for you. We really want to help. So, as said at the top, if you would like to contact us for anything, you can get at us on Twitter at GeekDownPod, email GeekDownPod at gmail.com, or at our Facebook group, which is at www.facebook.com forward slash GeekDownPod. Come say hey. Yeah, just say hey. Information about polls, contests, other things will probably be distributed through there. And yeah, we hope you will come through and say hey. And... On that note, we will get out of here. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. Theme music is by Rob Gasser, and we hope you will join us back here next week for another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Pod. See you then.
I, all I want to say is, I got, if I got a lot to read in this bitch, I'm, I'm going to make it look I'm, sexy. I'm going to do the podcast intro. I'm going to make it look, look sexy. sexy. Oh, okay. Um, uh, 